Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. On first, before helping your children. Do you know why you say that? You see, let me explain. Once you are, there's a drop in cabin pressure, the oxygen levels drop. When oxygen drops, you become hypoxic. And hypoxia, one of the first signs of hypoxia is disorientation. You don't know what is happening. You will suddenly see a cup of water and you think, what's that? What is it? What's that water doing? That's your disorientation. And you cannot help somebody when your oxygen is not, when, when you are not, let me use the term, So if you have oxygen, in your system, you are normal normal oxygen. So you may be able to help someone, you will suddenly discover, oh, this person is disorientated. Because you see, when you are you are confused and you see another confused person, you don't know how he feels. What do you think? Two people are confused. You need one person to be okay to help the confused person, isn't it? So that's that's the principle. God wants me and you to be revived, to keep working with you, so that we can be effective in helping the next person. So that's so hard. So we want to look at the first section, A. What is revival? We want to check. Revival, we want to just check the biblical definition for that, but there is actually a simple definition. Can we discuss what do you think revival is or to revive? Bring back to life. To bring back to life. That's the same definition. You understand? And the reason why we are studying this is so that we can always be alive. You see, we are not saying you are spiritually dead, but if you don't keep adding fire to the fire you have, what will happen? It will die off. It will. So let's just check some biblical um, definitions for what the Bible is. So can somebody read Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 to 5? Yes. From 
Yes. Yeah, we need it. He said it's been there. That is why we need a savior. That is why we need a savior. I was speaking to somebody some time ago, and she said, Oh, you don't want to hear what I've done. I don't think God can forgive you. I said, That is why you need a savior. That is why you need Jesus. He came. What did the Bible say? He came to take away our sins. We need a savior. I don't know how you can survive with God without Jesus. So this is very crucial. So revival will establish from the word of God is um, realizing your 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 inadequacy, your sin. And we have to this has to be always in our hearts. Like I said, it's not to make you feel bad, it's to correct you and put you on the right track. Now, can, let's just discuss. What, when he said, look at, he said, um, the Bible says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. If, can we just discuss that part? <laughs> in the year Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Do you know what stopped? Maybe let's discuss. What do you think stopped Isaiah from seeing the Lord from that place? Sir, Uzziah. He said, in the year Uzziah died, Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Do you know at times God needs to allow something to die in your life so that you can see the Lord? I know you don't understand. Some of you. Let's explain. Can somebody help me? Let's just discuss it. Let's just give me help. What do you think God can take away from your life so that you can see me? Ourselves, uh, 
with our relationship with God. And that was the time I became a born-again Christian, and the rest of the family became born-again Christian. You see, this, I just thank God. You see, and this, I, you know, the Bible says, in the year, he died. I know we don't like him anymore. I know. It's natural. But, death brings the lot of life at times. In fact, let's think about how problems grow. Do you know? Plant is when you plant a a a, a, a corn seed, for instance. Actually, that corn is already dead. It says the corn is actually dead in your hands. It is when you plant it that new corn comes up. The corn comes up. So death is crucial. God allows you things to happen now, so that you can see. And just here at my testimony that she came to know the Lord after and not just that other members of the family as well. So at times it, it might be by death, it might be God withdrawing a privilege or something you love to me. I know you don't want me to pray this prayer, the young ones. Can we pray once in a while? Let your iPhone shut down just for like six hours. I know you don't like that. Let it just shut down. Just what do you need? Ah! Come, why are you using iPhone as an example? Use something else. I want to ask you a question. Young does this. The games and the apps and then don't stop you from reading your Bible. Yes. No, no, I, I don't want the adults to answer because it's it's well, it's just it's easy. Don't you? Does it stop you? Yes. Just no. Those who say this, no, see, remember what we said. What's the Bible? Accepting. Stop. Takes time. It does. TikTok. Eh? And I know this thing. Should I tell you what? I know it because I don't have TikTok, but I know. You see, there's some spiritual understanding we get. I don't have TikTok, but I have what's all. Eh? I know the amount of time I'm talking to my messages. Message. Messages people are sending to me. I'm checking that and I know how distracting that is. Talk less of watching a video where somebody dancing. <laughs> and it doesn't stop, it keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. And you will spend two hours, you don't know. So, can we, why don't you pray with me? No, it's a good prayer. Lord, deliver me from TikTok videos. So that I can see the Lord. Honestly, what do you think? No, let's discuss. Please, uh, let's see. Let's pretend that the others are not here. Let's talk. 
There's no problem. See, I'm not, we are not passing a record. I'm not recording anything. How we know that we are not recording? There's no live streaming. It's not going on to Facebook or Instagram. Let's discuss all this. What do you think? Let's talk. What do you think? No, please feel free. Don't be shy, honestly. We are not marking an exam. <laughs> what do you think? Don't you think this thing is a distraction? So how can we manage it? Thank <laughs> you. 
It's not a slang, I know. You see, when I was growing up, when I say it's my fault, I say it's my fault. But now, here it's my bad. It's my bad. It's a slang, isn't it? It's because of, you see, that world, the world adjusts to language. Do you know, if I start, if you start saying, um, if for instance, I'm going through the door and I get pushed, instead of saying sorry, if, if, and if, if someone starts saying, but honestly, the in, after some years, um, Oxford Dictionary, we include bad as a mean that can be in the substitute for sorry. It's the world. The world flows with what is popular. Words are being used all the time. But it's the effect of the world. But all I'm saying is, let's go back to the topic. All I'm saying is, let's institute personal discipline so that these things will not stop us from seeking the Lord. We need to see the Lord all the time. We need to engage with Him all the time. And this also helps Isaiah. Is it? Look at, look at it. He said, Woe is me, I am undone. He said, I'm telling you. This is a preacher. Do you expect a preacher? Now, can we check? I will just pick a scripture from 
that what, what the attributes in B, section B in your outline. Let's read one of the verses there. Let's look at, let's go to Isaiah, that's in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 15. So that that life works in righteousness. All the time. 
You don't graduate from it. You don't say, I have arrived. Now, the Isaiah scripture, let's look at it. Because we've talked about the issue of sin. Isaiah, uh, revival is bringing the consciousness of righteousness to the Christian, to the individual. Isaiah um, 32 also. Let's, we are going to ask another question. 
discuss the difference between personal and corporate revival and how are they related. The story we want to examine is the story of Jonah. So let's go to the book of Jonah. Brought up my life from the pit, 
Oh Lord my God, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you, into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Brethren, I pray you will pursue God for more and more personal life. What was, let's discuss, what is the correlation? Because you know this pattern. Jonah disobeyed God. God told him, go to Nineveh. And he took a he took a ship going to the wrong direction and made sure he paid his fare to go there. So he was very quick. He disobeyed God. Instead of going to Nineveh, he went to Tashish. And he was swallowed up by the fish because of his But the story doesn't end there, of course. He now goes to chapter 2. So let's discuss what happened to Jonah then in what you read. Can we just talk about what is coming to your heart? Please feel free. He repented. Do you see his repentance then? Very important. Please, should that challenge you? Nobody can accuse you of repentance. Jonah was a prophet. He did the wrong thing. But please, your own you don't wait till you enter the belly of the fish before you repent. <laughs> you understand? Don't wait till this fish is very bad. And you now say, Oh God, I'm sorry. Do you know what it took for Jonah to get to the belly of the fish? Do you think, if you remember the story, you remember the story, in the ship, when he discovered that he's the one causing all the trouble, and the ship was being tossed to and fro, he didn't repent no. in the ship. He did it. I'm sure if he had said, Oh God, if he had prayed this prayer, he's praying in the belly of the fish. If he prayed it in the ship, that ship would not have entered the belly of the fish. If you say, oh God, I'm sorry, save the life of these sinners and myself. God will be But he didn't repent. He said, drop me into this. I want to die. He didn't know. <laughs> you know, death would have been easier for Jonah. He didn't know that God was having mercy on him. So God said, uh, Mr. Will, please, can you just go out? You see that man floating in the water. Please just go and swallow him. Just for some days. Thank you very much. And the word just went and swallowed him. And look at it. Oh, I like the word of God. Did you see what was in the tummy of the fish? You know, did you see it in that scripture? Read it. Read it. He said, The water surrounded me. Huh? 
in verse 5, surrounded me even to my soul. The deep closed upon around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. And I can imagine what was in the belly of the fish. Sorry, I'm not going to be too soft. You've seen where somebody throws off. Isn't it? Yes. What that fish ate? <laughs> Probably slimy things. <laughs> and they eat a lot of things. And it's the deep sea. All sorts are there. Jonah was constrained in the belly of the fish. If he tries to say, if he tries to cough, one, 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 big just enter. Enter his See, but he repented. Now, do not change, isn't it? He repented, and the Bible said he was vomited or fish through him all, not to drive him. So, there was a revival in Jonah's life. Right? Now, do you know what happened next? Maybe we should read really this. Just for now, I will read it because of our Bible. The Bible says, in chapter 3, if you follow me, please. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message I tell you. So, Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now, Nineveh was exceedingly great city, including Jonah next day. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet, forty days, Nineveh will be overthrown. Verse 5. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then the word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne. And laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. He that he, he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his noble saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Now, please can we talk about it? How does personal revival relate to corporate revival? Let's discuss. Young people, I want you to uh, uh, contribute now. I don't want Jethro to talk. <laughs> no, I don't want to this. Yes, from the back. Thank you. I've not heard anything from that table yet. Yes? Personal and corporate. What happened then?
Yes, please. So how does that apply to us? So we have to be spiritually provided within ourselves that we can be fruitful and that others that we can be saved and turn away from the world. I know you want to see more people saved. You want to see people Honestly, I want to see I go to work and I see all sorts. And I pray. Lord, let them move. For God is challenging me. He's saying, You concentrate on your life, concentrate on your own revival, and I will flow through you to affect others. Jonah was revived. He was revived. He was not in disobedience. Do you see the urgency with which he went? Do you see it in that verse, in that scripture? He went to Nineveh with urgency. If you look at it, in, that is a man who is revived. Hmm? The Bible said he, he arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of God. So, personal revival needs to cooperate with that. That's, that's the, that's the summary. So, Come and join Pastor George's Bible Study at 8 p.m. 